Welcome to another episode of Straight Talk. Today we're here in the Istanbul office of Property Turkey with Justin Mays. And today I'm going to ask Justin if Turkey is a foreign friendly country. All right, Justin, can you just give me a little bit of background information about yourself, where you're from? Because you're ultimately a foreigner in Turkey. Right. And I really thought that it would be, you know, you would be the best person to ask this question. Right. So, uh, you know, I was born and raised in America, um, spent some time overseas, uh, lived in South Korea, England, Germany, um, some places in the Middle East, and then now I've settled in Turkey for the last four and a half years. Yeah. So it's a little bit about, you know, where I've been, who I am. Yeah. All right. Um, so you're a foreigner and you've been living in Turkey for the uh, past four and a half years. Right. Yeah. yeah. So if I was to ask you this question, is Turkey a foreign friendly country, what would you say? I'd say that it's becoming more friendly. Becoming more friendly. Right. All right. Um, you know, I think in the last 10 years is really where we've seen foreigners coming into the yeah. market. Uh, and so I think, you know, there's a group that's embraced it pretty heavily. And then there's still a group that's kind of transitioning yeah. and trying to understand Traumatized it. by the sort of immigration that uh, we got. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because Turkey has always kind of been homogenous. It yeah. was, you know, it's, it's, it's Turkey, it's Turks, and, and that's really the yeah. way that it's been for the last hundred years or so. Yeah. yeah, 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 exactly. Let's talk a little bit about racism in Turkey. Okay. Have you ever faced racism in Turkey, or do you think that racism is a big issue in Turkey? I've never experienced racism like we would think in Western society where you're judged by your race or something like that. What I can say that you're going to run into possibly in Turkey, uh, I call it uh, racism by curiosity. Yeah. It's not necessarily that they're against anything in particular, it's the fact that they're just not, they've not been exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like anything else. So, like, after you've been exposed to it for a yeah. certain amount of time, you know, it kind of loses its shine, it loses its luster. So they're not, you know, so curious anymore about, you know, where's this guy from, where's that lady from? You know, now it's, okay, we've seen it, we understand it. Uh, you know, and so it's slowly being accepted and adapted into everyday culture yeah. in Turkey. Yeah. And it's only going to continue to get better because Turkey itself is becoming very diverse. Um, we actually have a Turkish African who's representing the Turkish uh, track team in the field, uh, the in track and field, be participating in the uh, 2020 Olympics representing yeah, Turkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know the dynamics of what is a Turk are shifting, and as mm -hmm. that continues to happen, you know uh, these type of occurrences will become you know mm -hmm. rarer and rarer. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you another question, Justin. Y you are living in Istanbul, right? For the right. four and a half years you've spent all that time in Correct. Istanbul. Yeah. Okay. Is Istanbul foreign friendly in a sense that the language usage? I mean, can you find good English? Uh, information in Turkey. For example, when you go to hospital, uh, do you find English-speaking doctors? Or when you go to a police station, do people speak English there? Right. You know, or maybe you know English signs right. uh, here and there. Uh, how is Turkey in that regard? Well, you know, it's the signs itself are in English, so it's pretty clear. Almost everywhere you go, it's there's English written. Mm -hmm. What I would say about the hospitals and healthcare and these type of things are just like you would before you go to any foreign country. Yeah. You should check with your insurance provider in your home country 
and see, you know, what hospitals they participate with. And they tend to be international hospitals. Mm -hmm. So I know for my American tourists and my American clients who are coming here, if they've got uh, two or three of the major insurance companies, it works with Ajibadem, mm -hmm. uh, the American hospital, these type of things. And in that case, you're always going to find uh, English reception, yeah. you know, English-speaking doctors. So it's no different than if you were traveling to Germany or traveling to France. Yeah. If you end up in a government-run institution, the odds of finding it in English are probably going to be, you know, rare. Yeah. But if you do your homework prior to your arrival here in Turkey, mm -hmm. then you'll find that you have many options mm -hmm. uh, available to you. So again, it's just proper planning, mm -hmm. you know, like we do in the property search. Yeah. You know, you just don't want to wing it and show up without having any type of plan or yeah. understanding. So. Um, I would say Turkey's really ahead. All the metro stations, even the airport, you know, mm -hmm. has the people walking around with the purple shirt that yeah. says, ask me a question. Yeah. You know, and they all speak, they speak three or four different languages that they can assist you with. So I would say in that regard that Turkey's probably one of the more mm -hmm. mm, tourist-friendly countries, yeah. foreign-friendly countries in that regard. Okay, let me... Let me ask you another question, though. You have children, right? Right. Okay. You have three children, in fact. Correct. Yeah. Okay. But um, I'm assuming you, you, your wife is Turkish and your, your children are going to Turkish school? Correct, yes. Okay. How many schools do we have? Are they good schools or are they affordable, accessible? Right. Uh, what's the situation with international schools in Turkey? Well, I think this is probably one of the biggest misconceptions, okay? Because Istanbul has at least... 10 to 15 English first elementary schools, middle schools, and high schools. Yeah. Now, to what price range, to what you know, curriculum, shall it be English, shall it be American style curriculum, these things differ, prices differ, um, but the option's there. Okay. But here's something that I try to harp on to my clients and, and what I do with my own children. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, you know, I'm not a hypocrite in the fact that I'm advising people to do one thing and then I'm doing another. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you're going to, if you're looking to move to Turkey long term, if you're looking at in obtaining the citizenship, the Turkish school system in these areas that we're looking at properties mm -hmm. are quite good. Mm -hmm. Much, you know, very much similar to uh, European and, and Western standards. Mm -hmm. And if you're moving from some countries that uh, outside of these areas, then they may even be better. Yeah. And what I've chosen to do is I just subsidize the education uh, with an English teacher after school. Mm -hmm. So they've got the extracurriculars and this really cuts back on cost. Mm -hmm. But... If you're still adamant and you're 100% sure that, hey, you know what, no, they're going to go to private school, mm -hmm. then you've got Beylik Duzu, you've got Büyükçek Mece, you've got uh, Serier, Tarabia. These places all offer English curriculum mm -hmm. uh, for international students, uh, the IB degree program. Um, so there's a lot of options, a lot of opportunities. Mm -hmm. And again, when you're talking to your advisor or you're looking understand what you're going to spend. Mm -hmm. Because if you're at the British school, you're looking at $30,000 a year. Yeah. Whereas if you go out towards Buick, Belik Duzu, you can look at $7,000 a year. Mm -hmm. And then there's prices lower, there's prices higher. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand what you're comfortable with and what you want to do. Here's another question. Healthcare. Mm -hmm. Healthcare in Turkey, for Turkish people, is free. Right. For foreigners, 
obviously you need to work with another insurance company. Right. Yeah. How does that work? It's actually pretty simple. Every, every hospital, you go into the registration, you find a particular hospital that you like. You go in, there's a actual, they call it Sigorta here. You go in and these ladies and gentlemen usually speak English at a pretty high level. Mm -hmm. You go in, you speak with them, and then they can tailor your insurance plan based on your needs. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so it's not a one price fits all, you know, okay. uh, model here. So if you're, you know, in your 50s or 60s and you're looking at long-term care and you're going to retire here, then they can shape a plan where you pay your monthly fee, maybe at a yeah. higher rate, but then you have no copay or no co-share mm. or anything when you actually go visit the doctor. Yeah. So it's all customizable. Yeah. And then there's probably 20 hospitals here in Turkey that offer some version of health care. Mm -hmm. And typically when you buy one health, one insurance plan, you can use it at a, one of the other hospitals as yeah. well. Yeah. And at least if they don't accept it fully, yeah. then you'll get a discount. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I mean, you can go through, uh, our legal advisor can advise some insurance mm -hmm. recommendations. And, um, and, and, and even about, your advisor can help set you up. Yeah, and, and how about pricing? How about prices? Is, is health care for foreigners in Turkey affordable? I'll say this, coming from the states where uh, health care is not government ran, on average I'd spend $480, $500 for my family monthly for a good health insurance plan through work. You know, I would pay $480 to $500 a month for my family yeah. with a plan through work. Mm -hmm. So you know, these are normal doctors of visits, emergency care, etc. The same type of plan in Turkey for my family costs me right at $380 a month. Mm -hmm. But what I can say is that this level of care is much, much higher. Yeah. When I walk into the hospital, if I need, uh, I had emergency surgery uh, about seven months ago, mm -hmm. um, and the room itself was as nice as a, as a four or five star hotel, private mm -hmm. rooms. You know, the level of care that you're provided, the constant attention, the medicine, everything is much cheaper here in mm -hmm. Turkey. Mm -hmm. So if you're reaching retirement age or you're looking at moving with your family, mm -hmm. you may actually find that Turkey offers a cheaper option, not mm -hmm. only in living and cost of living, mm -hmm. but also, also in health care and in education. Okay. Um, so the, I would really highly recommend these private insurance plans mm -hmm. um, because the care level, again, is, is something that you're not going to be used to mm -hmm. in the States or, you know, a lot of government-ran mm -hmm. uh, countries. Okay, all right. Um, you spent four and a half years in Turkey as a foreigner. For your fellow foreigners, do you have any sort of advice or a, a, any kind of things that they should be careful or they should plan through before coming here? Here's the thing. This is an emerging market. We've yeah. talked about investment and how this is an emerging mm -hmm. market. Mm -hmm. With that being said, people in the service industry in Turkey tend to rely on pretty low wages. Mm -hmm. So when they see an opportunity to make five, ten, fifteen dollars, which is small change for us, mm -hmm. but a good amount of money for them, mm -hmm. sometimes they're going to take it. Yeah. So I always advise foreigners mm -hmm. until you've become familiar with the area, 
Mm -hmm. until you've kind of established yourself, you understand a little bit of the language, you know where you're going to go, mm -hmm. you know what you're going to buy, you like this product, etc. And you're dealing with Turkish liras. Right. Yeah. Stay in major shopping centers. Does it seem right? Don't be afraid to voice your opinion. Yeah. And, and don't be afraid to write down the taxi number. Mm -hmm. Because in, in Istanbul, the police especially have made a very big initiative to cut back on these, you know, these small, yeah. petty, uh, petty crime type deals. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So if you report this to the tourist police or to one of the police stations in Taksim, Sultan mm -hmm. Ahmet, where they speak English, give them that taxi number and I can assure you they'll pull that guy off the yeah. street. Yeah. So, you know, it just, this is no different than New York. You know, I lived in New York for two years. It's no different. Yeah. Uh, you know, and now they've actually put the actual navigation system into the taxis in New York, so mm -hmm. you've kind of got that protection. And, and yeah. Turkey's moving that way. You'll start to see them where they have those screens up on the dashboards. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just, again, proper planning, a little bit of preparation, mm -hmm. and just watching out for yourself. Yeah. This is not something that you, you're going to risk any kind of danger of or, or something. Of it's somebody that wants to make yeah. five, ten dollars off. And of that it. goes by saying for any other country. I mean, I lived in France uh, myself. I mean, the taxi issue, or you know, um, the Uber, the private drivers, or you know, in the shopping. And if if you don't know the area, right. if if you look like oh. This is a new guy with a little right. money in the pocket. And obviously, people try to take advantage of you. And that happens, you know, almost anywhere in the world. Absolutely. Uh, all right. For Turkey, um, just be, you know, careful of these things. And also, um, if you have any other questions about living in Turkey or living in Turkey as a foreigner, please write us in with the WhatsApp number we have uh, so that me and Justin can answer your questions. All right. Uh, good episode. Yep. All right.